Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We will jump into pressing Dallas Cowboys issues with him and in fact we can do it right now at this moment joining us down line is our buddy David Hellman and let's just jump into this David was there anything in particular you got out of that press conference there that uh made you feel one way or the other about the upcoming game Sunday uh it's a it's a big injury week it feels like I mean that's always going to be the topic when the list is as long as it is this week uh doesn't sound like Lyle Collins is going to practice again today Sounds like Demarcus Lawrence is dealing with what Jason Garrett's calling a heel bruise. Uh, that's on top of, you know, Michael Gallup, who's working his way back. So a lot of moving pieces with a lot of starters. Um, I'm not worried that anybody significant is going to miss time, other than Tyron Smith, obviously. But, uh, yeah, it's a lot, of, a lot of hurt guys to watch this week, it seems like. Yeah, so with Gallup, I have no doubt that there's no way Britt Brown clears him to return or the team puts him out there if he's not ready. Like there's this people out there going, oh, it's too soon. He's compromised. Now, I, I don't think that's the case. When I hear Omari Cooper talk about how he enjoys playing hurt and how he learned from Saban how to play hurt and all those things, it does make me wonder, could he disguise it from them and hide it and internalize that pain to where he's out there somewhat compromised just because he's being tough Whereas maybe somebody needs to intervene and step in and say, dude, dude, get get healthy. I think I would argue like every player in the league is probably doing something like that. Um, it, except like, for David Irving. <laughs> except for <laughs> except for David Irving. Yeah, that's a good that's a good caveat. <laughs> but I mean, uh, everybody knows how violent football is, but I still think it gets lost on the average fan, like just how much these guys absolutely get destroyed on a weekly basis and. The simple fact of the matter is after week one, very few of them are playing at 100%. Um, Amari told us yesterday he put himself at like 75 for the opener and was still good enough to have 100 yards and a touchdown against the Giants, and he said he's been mm -hmm. better every week since. So, Wow. Uh, yeah. Uh, so do I think he's 100%? Absolutely not. I doubt very many people on this team are at 100%. It's just kind of the nature of football. So. Uh, yeah, it, it's on the teams. You know, the medical staff will keep an eye on guys that absolutely shouldn't be out there. But I don't think Amari's at that point. And uh, part of being a professional football player is, is playing hurt. That's just an unfortunate side effect of playing this sport. So when we talk to you on Tuesdays, we're usually taking a look back. Thursdays, we're taking a look forward. Where do you feel like, after kind of diving into the Packers a little bit, knowing what the Cowboys want to do, where do you feel like the Cowboys can have some success on Sunday Sunday afternoon? Um, ironically, because we saw it the opposite way the other day, is just the middle of the field in general. Um, 
the Packers, you know, if you watched the game against the Eagles last week, you saw it. You don't need me to break it down for you. But their run defense isn't great. It feels like, you know, opposing offensive lines have been able to get to their second level, take their linebackers out of the play. Kenny Clark is a, a really great nose tackle, but the Eagles had a ton of success neutralizing him. And I think, you know, the Eagles and Cowboys have comparable offensive lines. Obviously, the Cowboys are kind of hobbled right now. But if if Jason Kelsey and those guys can, can do that to them, you'd like to think Travis Frederick and company can at least have comparable results. Um Again, and, and passing routes for that matter. Um, the Eagles leaned on their tight ends a lot in that game, Zach Ertz specifically, because uh, I, I don't know how much you want to test these corners, especially, you know, we just mentioned it, if Amari Cooper's not at 100%, Michael Gallup will, if he plays, you know, won't be 100% most likely. Jair Alexander is a really, really, really good cornerback. Um, so I wonder how much success they'll have outside the numbers, and, and maybe they should be looking more toward the middle of the field to have success. We are talking to former Olympic gymnast and very reluctant philanthropist Dave Hellman uh, from DallasCowboys.com. Neither of those things is true whatsoever. Uh, I don't. I didn't you. do a lot of. I didn't do a lot of research. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I, we love having you on the show because you're. In, it's just very level-headed, man. You, you speak that good sense. You make a lot of sense when you talk with your words. And so with regard to the conspiracy theories that are out there, okay, the offense uh, failed and got way more conservative because Garrett got his conservative paws on the playbook and wouldn't let Lenahan or wouldn't let uh, Kellen Moore do his thing. Maybe Lenahan snuck into the building. Um, where are you with regard to how the offense stalled and why it stalled relative to any conspiracy theorists? Yeah, the the conspiracy theories I I mean I hate to sound like I'm carrying water, but it cracks me up. I mean, you know, you're like, oh, they were they were wide open for three weeks, and then they went conservative. We're talking about Jason Garrett here, who, you know, he's one of the most boring people, at least outwardly facing. He's one of the most boring people on the planet. He does it by design. I mean, this is the guy that's trying to convince people that the Miami Dolphins were this, you know, serious football team that everybody had to take seriously. So the idea that Jason Garrett was like, okay, well, I'm going to let you get crazy for these three easy games, and then I'm going to rein things in when it gets hard. Like, that's laughable to me. Like, that goes against everything Jason Garrett does, which is consistency, consistency, consistency all the time. Um, honestly, I think they probably played it conservative and a little bit predictable because they were in a super hostile environment uh, with a loud crowd and a talented defense. Probably too predictable. Like I said, I mean – I just can't believe the lack of, of misdirection uh, and, and, you know, play action and, and that type of stuff. I can't believe how much of it they threw out the window, but maybe they didn't think it would work in such a noisy building. And then on top of that, like nobody on their offense played well. Like all, you know, maybe Lyle Collins had a pretty good game and everybody else played pretty bad. I mean, even, you know, Zach, if Zach Martin and Travis Frederick are getting your butt kicked, you know it's probably not a great night. So I think – conservative game plan on top of just a really woofy performance by everybody uh leads to what you saw i definitely don't think it's a conspiracy theory that's that's my one i would say worry about this last game because we've been talking about it a lot this week this whole idea that okay you have a game plan you go out there you it it doesn't work out then you go all right that was uh ill-conceived we know better next time i just don't want them to look at that and go man that game plan really would have worked if we blocked better that that's kind of my fear on this is the you know the stubborn quotient of it all because I think one thing about Garrett is that we felt like 
I mean, I don't know if stubborn's the word. Maybe resolute in his beliefs. <laughs> I think stubborn's a fine word. No, I, I think okay? I think stubborn. I think stubborn's a good word, and on occasion, I think arrogant can be a good word for the Cowboys. Um, or yeah. headstrong, or whatever. You know, yeah. J- wow. Jason, and I'll, I'm perfectly fine talking the flip side of that coin because one of Jason Garrett's favorite. Uh, lines is like we do what we do and you know we're not going to let them dictate it well sometimes you need to let the opponent dictate it sometimes you need to recognize they might be able to prevent us from doing what we want to do and we've got to come up with ways to work around that I mean like that is a foundation of how the Patriots have been so good is they look at what you do well and don't do that you know they work against what you do poorly and it leads to pretty good results so I hear what you're saying and yeah like I'm I'm certainly not defending that game plan. Like there there needed to be more elements of misdirection at the very least in my opinion. Um but this will be a really interesting test cuz everything you see on film suggests the Cowboys should be able to play more to their strengths against this defense. And so if the offense struggles this time around, I think that's pretty concerning. The, the caveat I would throw out there is I don't know that I think that there's a more arrogant man in football than Belichick, but he will completely – I mean, they'll go into the fourth quarter of a Super Bowl and scrap everything and do something else. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it, I guess you probably – I mean, you win six Super Bowls, yeah, you probably build up the right to be arrogant, but I don't – I never get the impression that Bill Belichick is just like, this is this is how we're going to win and I'm never going to compromise. Because, right. yeah, absolutely, like he'll scrap right. things mid-game. Okay, Dave, here we are. Kevin, uh, you there, buddy? We're, we're, no, we're live at Plucker, so I want everyone to – Good reset. No, I want everyone to be clear that we're at Pluckers before I ask Dave this next question. Okay, okay. Or just throw this topic out to Dave and we can all jump in on it real quick. Because we've talked good good amount of football right here. So the study has just come out of the fastest drive-through times, all right? Fastest average time. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, nationally, okay, the fastest time in a drive-through is Dunkin' Donuts. Would you guys be surprised by that? I've never. There's a cowboy uh, tie here. Jerry is exactly. a big Dunkin' Donut guy. Yeah. I'm honestly, I'm not surprised by that because, like, I mean, I know you know Dunkin' Donuts serves everything now. They serve sandwiches and stuff, but you're probably getting coffee and donuts at Dunkin' Donuts. And like, how yeah, long does right. that take to prepare? You just throw it in a box <laughs> or a cup. So yeah, and you know what? Some of those uh, some of those scores are tainted now. Like Sir. I don't, I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, at some restaurants, you go to the drive-through. And they're like, hey, uh, yeah, uh, would you please go park over there? And you're like, well, why? I, I just I ordered a drink. And they're like, yeah, uh, uh, the clock's running right now. And if you stay here, then it counts against our time. I'm like, yeah, but I still don't have my drink. So it should count against your time. Yeah. And they're like, well, we made a whole new window up there for you to pull up to that window. We'll bring it to that. And it's like, but that because it doesn't count against your score. Yeah, but, drive throughs uh, have become kind of stressful in recent years. Like, you know, Chick-fil-A's got, like, three lines, and Whataburger has a secondary line, and, like, sometimes there are people in safety vests, like, directing traffic. It's very stressful. The The quality of it should matter. I think with, with Whataburger, I think you're willing to, like, wait in line a little bit longer. Yeah, but true. this is interesting. So from the first uh, order window at Duncan, uh-huh. which is partners with the Cowboys, um, to and the order is. completion, the average time was 230 seconds. So just under uh, my, just under four minutes. That's not bad. That's pretty quick right there. Also, it says on the on the fast end of things were Wendy's, Carl's Jr., and Burger King. On the slow end was McDonald's and Arby's. That's why they're trying to get their time up. 
Uh, I do. I would, I would like to bring this back to football. Can you guys stick to sports, please? God, Damn man, it! Been Come on, to talk sports. Like, all day. Sorry, but I want to talk more sports. <laughs> and here's sports. what I want to get to here with you, Dave Hellman. Uh, Julian Edelman says he saw Bill Belichick naked. I don't know if you guys saw this story, but Julian Edelman said he was going to get in the hot tub. It was super early or something. He walked in and he saw Belichick, and he's like, "Oh, damn! I'm getting out of here. Bel- I don't want to be in the hot tub with Belichick." But he said Belichick looked up and saw him, and so he said. Belichick went ahead and got up to get out to leave, and he was naked. Was he aroused? And so he had to. So Edelman had to walk in on Belichick and stare at him, and Belichick had to get up nude and walk out in front of Edelman. And so, if you and Broadus are working out over at the Star, which one would you rather be—the guy in the hot tub or the guy walking in? Oh man. Uh, really putting really grade A radio here. I guess this is better than the fast food drive through <laughs> hey, stuff. Thank you, you know man. what? I would rather I would rather be the guy that walked in because like as unpleasant as it would be in the moment, at least it's an interesting story. Like Yeah, like the time yeah. Broadus walked in on the big tuna. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like it becomes a funny story later. Like honestly, as uncomfortable as Edelman probably felt, like it's a story that's like getting national play right now because everybody's like, Oh my god, he saw Belichick naked. Like so at least it's <laughs> at least it's a funny story. Like there's, maybe there's not coaches. so much in the moment though. There are coaches that will force nudity on you. Rick Majerus, the old basketball coach, there's a lot of stories oh, no. of him forcing his giant naked body Bro. Into, into situations. <laughs> and the other thing I'd say Gosh. is if you're the one that's walking in, you can do the funny bit where you immediately demand someone to get out of that hot tub and just make it through that, you know, just make it awkward to me. Like, hey, let's see you get out of that hot tub right quick here, pal. Pro football you, is like low key, surprisingly nude. Like, there's so much, like, and I get it. Like, I, as a media member, like, we're going into their locker room. I'm very, I try to be very respectful of that. They can do what right. they want. But I'm just like, man. I feel like I'm never naked as often as y'all are, like, in my life. Like, yeah. y'all are naked more in a random, you know, hour of the day than I am in, like, a whole month. So, Well, sorry to put you in a hard situation hey. like that. Hey. Uh, but to, to tell Sir. us. But thank you, Dave. We love you. Thank yeah. you for taking the time to join us. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. There goes Good Dave luck. Hellman from Sir. DallasCowboys.com. See you, Dave. What a great dude. He's so uh, level-headed. He's just even killed. Who's that? Uh, Dave Hellman. Dave. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the guy we were just talking to, the great David Hellman from DallasCowboys.com, immediately regretting spending that 14 minutes with us. Coming up next, our college football preview for the weekend as we continue to broadcast live from Pluckers and Addison. Tolos are coming in. Do we have flags? Do we have G-Back? Oh, my God. We got Big Dong Jeremy. Jeremy. Do we have G-Back flags? (laughs) Uh, Come get one out at uh, Pluckers in Addison. Uh, We'd love to meet you, take a picture, and thank you for listening to the show. Coming up next, the college football preview on 105.3 The Fan. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can 
put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. It's been proven over time there's never been a better promotional item for a radio station than G-Bag Flags. And we've got them. The new Tolo flag, which is so cool. Uh, I love that uh, the general and the G-Bag Nation decided to make this year's flag all about inclusivity and in the entire station because, after all, all of us here are members of the G-Bag Nation. We love the G-Bag Nation, so we're all in that nation. So this year's flag is a Tolo flag. Folks are coming out, grabbing them. How you guys doing? Appreciate that. Uh, and, people, we want you to come have lunch with us at Pluckers and Addison. So it's off Beltline in the Tollway. Uh, you know, if you're if you're coming from up north, the prosperous line of border, it should only take you about four hours to get here with the traffic. <laughs> no, they today. got that under control. Oh, they, they got that under control. Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. They did get that under control. I, I think every single person that's in here eating right now is a Tolo. Yeah, I really do. Yeah, yeah. I think that's pretty incredible. Awesome, man. It's it's uh, it means the world to us. And I didn't know this before I was on the radio. I, I used to think oh, I don't want to go to this remote. I don't want to bother these guys or whatever. It's the exact opposite. Like, it crushes us if people don't come out. It devastates us, and it, it really could get us fired. Yeah. So uh, I want you to come out. I just personally don't want to talk to you, but I do want you to come out. <laughs> There's one guy here that's actually not a Tolo. His name is Steve. Is don't, that right? Don't be like Steve. Let's go whip oh, his ass. Um, don't be like Steve. Okay, hey, let's talk a little college football, getting you ready for the college football weekend. And let's start, guys, with our college football preview, 11 a.m. on Saturday Utah State at number five, LSU. Now is this, this on the tube? This is on SEC Network. So this is quarterback battle. This is interesting because this is, I mean, SEC Network's not going to, it's not like everyone has that. I have UVerse, so I probably don't have um, it. I think all they do now is they just have the, the three main networks and sometimes Fox. For those who don't know, Utah State's quarterback, his name is Jordan Love. Now, Dane pumped out his last, Dane Brugler of the Athletic, popped out his top 60 last week. Jordan Love is still his number 10 prospect. And, now, uh, and out of every position? Out of every position. Yep, okay. And Jordan How many Love, quarterbacks does he have him ahead of? Uh, like, in other words, how many quarterbacks are ahead of him? If, if Herbert and Tua. Oh, that's it? Yeah. Okay, so top um, three quarterback prospects. So Jordan Love, it's kind of, I mean, every this game has been circled for a year now. Uh, you have to go into LSU, play a good team, because Utah State's not playing a lot of great teams. Right. And you've got to go and not make mistakes. Right. And you've got to go prove that you can handle pressure. The one thing, I've seen very little of Jordan Love, but what I have seen he gets a little nervous when he's about to get hit, and he's about to get hit a lot okay. because he plays for Utah State, right? and all their guys are gone. They were good last year. They were a good team last year, and their head coach went to Texas Tech. But this is a very good game for Jordan Love to finally get a, get to showcase his talents. Uh-huh. And this could – I don't know. It's, one game's not going to make or break a kid, but this could really help if he goes and plays well, and they're not going to contend in this game. But it could vault him yeah. you know, first round, and, and really this could be a or, huge day Or could it also, conversely, vault Burroughs ahead of him, right? You know, I, I think that's so hard because LSU has such a good team yeah. that that's going to be tough. But, but, like, if he goes out there and he just shines and loves kind of, you know, just yeah. okay, because that's going to be scouts looking at this game from a quarterback. I mean, they, they scout everything, but looking at it specifically from a quarterback head-to-head matchup. Here's what people have with Jordan Love. What what people are falling in love with is that he can make every throw, and he'll sometimes make those throws where his feet aren't set, and he'll make some crazy right. decisions like Mahomes that did. Mahomes, yeah. But someone's going, all it takes is one Andy Reid to see you and fall in love with you and think he can make you into something great. So right. that's why he is what he is. He's 6'4", 225. Is he a white dude? Uh, no. Okay, because he sounds like a 1990 New Jack swing artist. Yeah. 
You know what? And there's a little bit. His release is a little uh, kind of. I, I kind of. You know how Kaepernick kind of. It almost looks like he's throwing it sidearm sometimes. Uh-huh. He's kind of got that going. Okay. Um, with his with his release, but he can make every throw. It's just. I'm excited to watch him play. I've I read. And I've never seen one play of him, but I'm excited. I'm really so excited. It's I'll one be, of my favorite games of the week. What time is that game? 11 a.m. Okay, I'm dialed in on that. All right, next game. It's two top 20 teams. 11 a.m. also on Saturday. Number 14 Iowa. At number 19 Michigan. Iowa's won five of the last six of these showdowns. Michigan looks to prove that their early season struggles are in the past. So I was allowed 8.5 points per game. Is that right? My question is, so here's the, the situation with uh, with Michigan. They've got five games left, and this is one of them, against teams in the top 25 because they're going to have Ohio State. They're going to have Michigan State. They're going to have all these games in the top 25. My question is, if this goes poorly and he gets fired, Harbaugh, how long would it take him to get an NFL head coaching job? A long time. You, you don't think it happened pretty quick? I don't. I considering Adam Gase was reluctantly given the Jets job. Someone oh, you know what? Him. I just remembered Vic Fangio got a job. You're yeah. right. I'm sorry. He would get an NFL job, I think, immediately. I'm wrong. Right? It, but it comes down to does a GM, because GMs are reluctant to hire a guy that just went to war with a GM for his last job and then had to go back to college because he was at war with a GM. He claims Jim Tom Sula did some undermining there. I know, but he was constantly butting heads with his GM. Like they That's fight. what he does. He's constantly fight with you guys. Right, so why does the GM want to hire that? So here's what I think would be great. I think if the Browns... You got, didn't answer the question. I think no. if the Browns... Being evasive, man. If the Browns years. fired Freddie Kitchens. After they're going to fire another coach after one year? I think it's very possible. Lord have mercy. They only hired him because things went well last year. I would love to see... The Browns, and John Dorsey's a headstrong guy. He can handle that. Uh-huh. John Dorsey doesn't care. He hires Jim Harbaugh to coach the Cleveland Browns, and then Jim and John Harbaugh, Browns-Ravens, same division, and they go at it. They, they that would be a hell of a story. They end up killing each other at midfield after oh, a game. love it. And I have John Harbaugh's number, and we can call him at any time. <laughs> oh, nice. Coming up next. Go ahead, send it to uh, me. Nice call on John Harbaugh right here on the fan. I love mentioning I like the idea of just always having that available. Like, just (laughs) call him in the middle. You know what? Wild card. (laughs) Amazing uh, local trial yesterday, the punishment camp. Let's see what John Harbaugh (laughs) has to say about the prison sentence. John, he's like, just ambushed him. He's like, guys, I'm not following. What is it? Come on, John. It's a national story. God, wake up. Change your number. Seriously, stay woke. Uh, yeah, stay, stay woke, woke indeed. Hey, All right. Shippy, shut up, man. Uh, Sorry, another, guys. The, Hope Pluckers is the fun. Third, the third of our four big 11 a.m. games, number 21, Oklahoma State, and the mighty mullet against Texas Tech at Tech, and they are always the national champion. I'm so in love with Sanders. I'll watch him play every week. Yeah. I'm it, in love with him. You, not not a lot of intrigue in this game anymore now that Tech's quarterback got hurt. I yeah, feel bad suck. for them. I feel bad for Tech. Didn't, did Oklahoma, they quit playing they in the third them. quarter? Like, they just pulled everybody off they the field? They killed them. Yeah. And Tech still couldn't score against a ghost tough. team? There was a moment in that game where a Tech guy took out the knee of an Oklahoma guy. Uh, the Oklahoma running back actually took mm-hmm. his knee out. And it was... On accident, but it looked real dirty. Uh-huh. And then the tech guy went on social media, was like apologizing to everyone. He was like, I didn't mean to. Oh, but, wow. You know, it's a tough game. But man. he was also like, I don't think any of you guys in the heat of the moment would be able to stop yourself either. It was one of those, like, keep it real post while also being sorry. Yeah. That was <laughs> pretty I cool trick he pulled I really, off. I really do think that there's a lot of plays in football that look really dirty that you just sit there and go, man, watch that in real time. What's that guy supposed to do? Yeah. Right. They're running full speed at each other. It's just really hard to avoid some of that stuff. 
All right, guys, the final 11 a.m. game, TCU at Iowa State. Uh, weird things do happen up there in Ames, but, uh, yeah, Iowa State's probably favored to win, actually. Well, I think, I think Iowa State probably, aside from Texas and Oklahoma, might be your might be your third dark horse there in the, in the Big 12. Is that right? Yeah. It's kind of a bad Big 12, man. You look at the SEC and all their schedules, and you go, wow. And then you look at the Big 12 and you go, huh, well, not a lot there. So, Man, and AM folks are still trying to convince me they're okay with going to the SEC. Just, just don't see it. Guys, probably the biggest game of the week. No probably about it. This is the biggest game. 230, number seven, Auburn. Uh, at number 10, Florida. This one is, is super interesting. And uh, two undefeated teams. Both are ranked in the top 10. Neither one, though, is the favorite in its own division. Think about how stacked they are. It's crazy. One of them, I mean, LSU, if they win this game, I mean, you might hear people saying, hey, they should be number one. They should be number one. But, I mean, imagine that. They're not even the top team in their division. So did Florida surprise you, KT? They seemed better than I thought they were going to be. They did surprise me, and their quarterback got hurt. But uh, it's Dan Mullen. It's the Dax old coach at Mississippi State. All right. And he's got a defensive coordinator that's just like a blitz-heavy crazy guy. It's the the old guy. I forgot his name. It's the old guy. He, he was at Georgia for a while as well. And Florida has 17 players that have at least half a sack. Is that right? Think about that. That's insane. They're sending 17, everybody. They, they, they just, uh, here comes the safety. Here comes the corner. Uh-huh. They all here comes the, the punter. Um, so, freshman quarterback Bo Nix of Auburn's got to go into the swamp. Crowd's going to be nuts. It's going to be a fun game to watch. There's a lot uh, of hype on it, and, on Nick. And the people are taking Auburn pretty seriously now, and I, I wasn't until, you know, but now we're deep enough into the season. Auburn goes and wins this game in the swamp, tough place to play. Mm-hmm. They're for real. And then you throw them into the mix, and Alabama will play them, and LSU will play them. It's, things are going to get really interesting. A lot of good uh, uh, edge rushers in this draft. and uh, It's a bad edge rush draft, but in this game, three or four, like, top 100-type guys. So right. it'll be some, some edge rushers. It's going to be a fun game. All right, next game, let's take a look at uh, number 11, Texas at West Virginia. Ooh-wee. This is their, obviously their second biggest te- uh, test that's not going to be sooner. Trap game? Um, Week I, before? I, 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 don't, I wouldn't say that, man. I think that having already taken an L, I don't think they're, I don't, I think the mentality is going to be on point. Thirst Th- trap game? Thirst trap game for sure. There's going to be some hoes in them stands. Um, in West Virginia? Just <laughs> man, the it's UT college crowd, dog. The gardening that they like to do. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a lot of gardening. Uh, farmers. Um, yep. I no, I think the I think we're beyond that sort of stuff with UT now. So this is uh, you think about it, their first road game is at Rice, so not a big trip, and that's basically a home crowd at right. Rice. This is their first time. All well, these young guys ain't ever been on a plane. They're gonna be dialed like, in. Travel there to the northeast to take on a west team west virginia they're going to be dialed in you know the thing is will texas respond to the whole west virginia crowd singing country road at the end of the third quarter yeah it's really the only footnote of any west virginia game i can come up with these days now that holgerson's gone all these gen z guys going what the hell are they doing right now is this a cult guys let's move on to the recently crowned top 25 smu mustangs of smu they are hosting tulsa the former university of woody prior yeah <laughs> i forgot what he got a scholarship there um this is awesome Te- uh smu prior. smu is this is uh one more step towards a miracle undefeated season and if they just keep this going can you imagine the fevered pitch around here around thanksgiving time i want that so bad for them so i got no ties to smu i don't care i just want the sports story here so they brought in 16 transfers from the transfer portal this year 
and all of them were, that's four more than any other school, okay? Wow. So basically it said that, uh, I was reading an article in The Athletic that was just posted today on SMU's transfer, how all that worked out. The head coach was, like, surprised that all these Power 5 guys were, who didn't get what they wanted at whatever Power 5 school they were at were wanting to just come home to Dallas-Fort Worth. They, like, live close around here. Oh. They just wanted to come home. And they're like, well, SMU's the spot. And now they are 5-0, and putting up 37 points a game. And now they go look to go 6-0 and against Tulsa. I mean, if they could just <laughs> brand themselves. I know they're trying, but they could just brand themselves as the Dallas destination. That's what Larry Brown tried to do with that basketball team. Mm-hmm. Had a little bit of success with yeah. it. That's what they're doing, man. They're All awesome. those uniforms just say Dallas on them. Yeah. Their helmet has the, the D on it, you know, the Dallas uh, City D. Uh, all right, let's move on to 6.30, another 6.30 game, number 25, Michigan State at number four, Ohio State. So Chase Young is going to be the best pass rusher in this draft, and depending on how the tanking works out this year, he's going to be the number one, you know, probably talent in the draft or pick. You know, obviously you might be a quarterback in two or whatever, but Chase Young is the guy to watch. Eight sacks already this year. That's with getting extended attention. Eight sacks for Ohio State. He might have a 15-sack season. Um, so what's interesting is, Last week, it was Ohio State taking on Nebraska. And Kirk Herbstreet normally goes out of his way to not compliment Ohio State because he takes backlash from people going, Homer, because you went there. Yeah, you're talking good about the school you went to, douche. No, so like that. And he normally doesn't do that. But last week, he said they might be the best team in the nation. This is the best team they've had since 2006. And they're the most dominant and complete team uh, that's, that's played so far this year. So... I don't see them stumbling. Their quarterback, uh, Justin Fields, has been awesome, and he was the guy Georgia chose to keep from over him. Mm-hmm. So Ohio State, I think, will probably put it on Michigan State. But to hear Herbie compliment them like that doesn't happen very often. Yeah. No, that's uh, – so they're the, they're clearly the team to beat in the Big Ten. In the Big Ten, yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think who would even be second. Is it Wisconsin? It's, it's Wisconsin. Yeah, okay. Because Wisconsin dunked on they dunked uh, Michigan. on Michigan, but God, Michigan. I mean, that I think that so was their bad. worst halftime deficit in a couple decades. It was nah. pathetic, man. guys. We were going to take a minute to mention Missouri, but then we realized they that play it Troy truly doesn't o'clock. matter. It just their university doesn't matter. Oh, you guys want to watch it together? And it might just shut down. They might be closed for business. Coming up next, let's talk Thursday night football. We got to talk about the Dallas Stars. We got the baseball playoffs, and we got Mavs basketball getting ready to get cranked up. It's a glorious time in local sports. We'll chop that up with you next, right here on 1053 The Fan. Man, there's a lot of folks having their lunchtime grub going on at Pluckers and Addison. They came to get their G bag flags. We are off and running, baby. Come on out and join us right here. It's uh, Beltline and Tollway, basically, Southeast Quadrant. Uh, how many, do we have plenty of G bag flags left? No, we're getting getting kind of getting kind of dicey on those. So you better get after it if you want to pick one up. Plenty of wings left though. Oh man, we're having wangs for lunch. Yep. Uh, we got a great mm-hmm. quarterback conversation coming up at noon based on something Brad has said <laughs> last night that I had never considered before. But there is a ton of good sport happening tonight, and I'm wondering where you guys are going to be putting your attention. So, huge NFC game. Thursday night football, which, by the way, Pluckers is such a great place to watch Thursday night football. But you have the Rams at the Seahawks. And this has, obviously, implications in their division. This has wild card implications. And I thought the conversation that was going on this morning with Sean and RJ about who you would rather win was big, too, because going and playing at Seattle, to me, in the playoffs is worse than going and playing 
at Los Angeles because Los Angeles doesn't have a home crowd and all that kind of stuff. So that's on deck. Then you also have the Stars starting their season, hosting the Bruins. People are always fired up whenever you have a new season starting. We had Ben Bishop on yesterday, and I think people are getting really fired up for that. And then you have uh, playoff baseball going on. So you have a couple National League games tonight. And then on top of that, um, oh, I guess that's it. So with all that happening, if you're not at a sports bar, like Pluckers, for example, watching all these games, where are you putting the majority of your attention? Well, I can tell you, I'm, first of all, not a fan of National League baseball. Uh, And I'm not really a huge fan of baseball if my team's out of it. So when the when the Rangers are done, I'm pretty much like, okay, if I stumble across it, I'll watch it because postseason baseball is fun. Like I I get it. it, each pitch matters, but I've also got other stuff to do. Mm-hmm. I'm not just gonna block out three hours to watch a baseball game between teams I don't really care about, unless the stakes are super high mm-hmm. or. There's marquee players. Like yesterday, I just had a brain fart and forgot Bryce Harper went to the Phillies. Like, I just don't follow a lot of this stuff, like the National League especially. So I'm not really going to be checking for the baseball playoffs if I stumble across it. Or better yet, if I see on Twitter, yeah, okay, it's firing. Uh, people are like, oh, my God, you got to watch this game. Or this is how I'll go. Okay, I'm going. And I'll lock in and watch it. If a so, pitching duel unfolds, it's hard not yeah, to roll over Yeah, if there. something happens that becomes a part of pop culture and everyone's like, oh, my God, this is happening, I'll be alerted. My sports brain will say I need to be watching that. Otherwise, I'm not just checking for it. For the Stars, I, I am kind of excited at the end of the, of the season. Hell, yeah. Uh, you know, the playoffs, it was fun. I, you know, I, if they're, are they sincerely going to be good? Like, yeah. they're legit good? Because yes, I, I don't want to invest a bunch of time if they're going to go half butt. But if they're going to go full butt, yeah. I'm in. Yeah, you like full butt. That's the uh, slogan for the year, go full butt. The Stars just tweeted something very, uh, very weird, too. Not weird, uh, very sneaky. It says, you won't want to miss our ceremonial puck drop tonight at 7.15. Oh. Who's the special guest they're bringing in? Nolan? Maybe Nolan oh, comes to town. Because they signed a beef deal. Yeah. They're going <laughs> to carry my hot dogs now. I'll be here for eight minutes and then I'm out. Hockey and hot dogs is synonymous. Synom- yeah, I mean, it is. Always- Hockey dogs. <laughs> the great America's pastime uh, of hot and dogs. <laughs> because the NFL is the 800-pound gorilla that stomps out everything else on the planet in the world of sports, I'm going to be super intrigued with Rams at Seahawks. So in terms of, like, what's on my sports radar, it's going to go uh, NFL football, Rams, Seahawks, Stars, baseball playoffs. I get very frustrated, and I really fully realized this during the playoffs last year. I get very frustrated flipping back and forth from a hockey game. Like, it frustrates me because <laughs> hockey is low scoring, and so you miss that. You know, it's, it's like in basketball – there's mo- there's giant momentum shifts that you can tell from a score, and so you know when to dial in. Hockey's not like that. It's oftentimes frenetic the whole time. And so to me, when I dial in on hockey, I need to dial in on hockey. I can't flip back and forth. Yeah. I, nothing frustrates me more than flipping back and forth from hockey and something else, and a goal has been scored, and I'm like, damn it. Yeah, tonight the big T. I have two, so I've got two tiny TVs. But the bigger one will be Rams Seahawks, no for doubt. Me too. And then the little one will be Stars Bruins. But just for the sake of it, I do want to pull for some teams. I'm pulling for Wash and the Braves, and I'm pulling for a guy who still hasn't won a World Series who went to my birthday party a few years ago, Clayton Kershaw. Yeah, man. I mean, he yeah. showed up at my birthday yeah. party. Yeah. So I feel like I'm pulling for the Dodgers and the Braves, and then I'm pulling for Thad Levine and the Twins. 
and the American no League. Doubt. So I do have and, a couple of horses that I'm pulling for, and that's fun to do. And Tory Hunter, of course. Tory Hunter, still tied in. Great. To, to still tied into them. Uh, Latroy Hawkins. Look, yep, Latroy Hawkins is greatness. Uh, okay, but here's here's how I could put this picture in the frame. I'm more homerific in terms of my sports interests. So if there was a Cowboys practice on TV, I would watch it over all of this stuff. <laughs> I would watch a Cowboys. I would watch a Cowboys practice with analysis from Mickey and Hellman and Broadus and, and the DallasCowboys.com team over Thursday Night Football stars, baseball playoffs. Hell, if the Mavs were doing something tonight, I'm so excited about Luca and Porzingis. All right. Or if, or if it was just a, a special on the Chris Bryant trade rumors, I would watch that overall. <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, if you told me, hey, there's a security cameras on in the gym where a, a Luca and Porzingis, a bunch of Mavs are playing pickup ball, I would watch that over all this. Okay, so let's uh, – I know, uh, Shippy, your number one focus is stars tonight, right? Yes. Uh, and then uh, you going after that? You going playoff baseball? Or you going uh, Rams Seahawks? I would go Rams Seahawks because I'm so excited about the uh, the Cowboys season. And like you guys brought up earlier, those are two t- teams you could potentially see in the playoffs. All right, so this will not surprise you guys that I'm doing this, but you know, see if you guys would have any interest in doing this. The Mavericks are having open practice Sunday at 11:30. Oh, too late for me. And it's going to end. At 2 o'clock, so you have plenty of time to go settle in for Cowboys-Packers. If they were doing it from, like, 9 to 11? Uh-huh. <laughs> you guys stay away from noon for me. Well, I know. I, that's why I'm saying. that's a, yeah. You know, I realize NFL Sunday, but uh, so I'm going to go down there, and I'm going to watch Mavs practice. It's open gym, so it's at the AAC. I mean, anybody can go? Yeah. Wow. And, it, and then there's, like, some deal for $5 if you want. I think it's free open practice, but you get hot dogs and some other thing for 5 bucks. So... I'm going to go down there, watch practice, because I want to see Luca and Porzingis together and all that. And then, uh, you know, I'll be home with 30 minutes to spare to catch Cowboys-Packers. You might even be able to get home in time to see the flurry of the end of the noon games. I would do that. I would do that in a heartbeat. That sounds super appealing to me. But I have this, and this is funny. My wife makes fun of me for this. I have a standing appointment in a pickup basketball game on Sundays. Uh Uh-huh. And it's a game that's really hard to get into. Right. And if you miss the game, you might not get invited back forever. What if you brought that whole game <laughs> and y'all were the warm-up act for the Mavericks <laughs> Open practice? It doesn't matter if uh, you know if if I was you know renewing my vows with my wife on that Sunday, I would have to skip that and go play pickup basketball. Right. Yeah. Shippy, so if I, you hadn't fallen asleep yet by the time Mavs Open practice starts at eleven o'clock, would you? stay up a little bit longer after a uh, bottle service all night long and make the Mavs practice at 11 on Sunday? Yeah, I think uh, I think that'd be a lot of fun. I went to an open practice about six years ago or so, and I really enjoyed it. I haven't been to one since. But, yeah, the things you mentioned, watching Luca with Porzingis and a lot of the guys um, that they've added over the offseason, I'd definitely be interested in checking that out. So here's a couple of things that are, are going to be fun to look at. And so I'm basing this on uh, some Carlisle quotes over the last couple of days. So we've had these conversations, Ben, on the station, and, and uh, Bassick brought it up again, the whole idea of who's the quote-unquote Mavs' third best player. And so what does that even mean, right? For most people, when they're having that conversation, they're saying, who is the Mavs' third scoring option? And there's some really, really interesting quotes in regards to Tim Hardaway Jr. Because if you just pull up a roster and start looking at guys – Tim Hardaway Jr. is a career about 14-point-a-game scorer, and I think he's even had some seasons of 18. 
but he hasn't been an efficient player, right? And so he was talking about he sees himself as the Michael Finley to the Nash Dirk Nowitzki. Now, obviously, his dad played here. Tim Hardaway Jr. is a is a very knowledgeable huh. guy. Well, so wait, that's a little lofty, isn't it? It is lofty, but what he meant was I will compliment these two guys. Yeah, but you're putting yourself on an iconic level. I now, hear you. I hear you, dude. Now, now, and again, you know, Finley, if you watched Finley play, you understood his important importance and magnitude. He was there the guy. He and raised Nash yeah, and Dirk. He raised them, yeah. and then he acquiesced and allowed them to shine and right. do his thing. I mean, right. um, no, so. My, Tim Hardaway Jr. ain't no Mike Finley. Right. Uh, don't yeah. get it twisted, but he's just talking about how he might fit in okay. with these two other guys. And here's the other thing that really uh, piqued my interest. I mean, if you look at this and start going, who's going to start? Who's going to get significant minutes? So. There's a lot of chatter that the guy that had the quote-unquote best offseason in terms of being here and going, man, this guy looks good, is Jalen Brunson. Where and when is Jalen Brunson going to play? There was a really fascinating comment the other day. And keep in mind, they got Seth Curry here because Seth Curry is one of the best shooters in the NBA period, and he's coming off an incredible playoff run. So you start going, now wait a minute, who's playing where? We know we want DeLon Wright to start. Him and Luca match each other perfectly, right? So then you start sitting here, well, hold on, what are we talking about? After practice the other day, Rick Carlisle said, I expect to see Dorian playing a lot of four and even some five. Dang. So the reason he's saying that, in my opinion, is because Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to get a lot of backup three minutes to come in and be a just straight scoring machine. When, when Luca's out and then – so wait, so – who is running point when the and, – and Carlisle traditionally has I – mean, it seems in the last couple of years, and you could correct me if I'm wrong here, it seems like there's been two units. And the JJ unit would come in, and right. they'd have their guys that all play together. Right. But is it going to be that way? Well, so that's another interesting thing. I mean, what's JJ's role? Well, I would say – I would think, and again, you would know better than any of us, but I, I, Carlisle loves Brunson. Yes. And Brunson is a pro's pro and yes. was phenomenal last year, and you, he's only going to get better – you would think that he is the – I would think he's the primary ball handler and captain of the offensive attack when Luka's not in. Yeah, I, that's what I'm starting to think. And I'm starting to think him and Seth and Hardaway Jr. are going to kind of be your ah. bench mob with Dorian and Maxie as your four and your five. Okay, so and who I, fills out that roster in the, the starting – oh, it's uh, – So I think Justin Jackson's yeah. going to start. Justin Jackson. Because, you know, I was talking about the Chester with our buddy Bobby Carella. When you are strong side of the floor with Luca and the ball and Porzingis goes out to 30 feet, you're basically playing four-on-four because four you're not going to leave Porzingis. You're just not. And so then let's say Dwight Powell is setting your screen and he's your roll guy. When you have a roll guy, you may have a decision to make. The offside defender can tag him and slow him up for a dunk. That means the guy in the opposite corner is wide open. Would you rather have that guy be Justin Jackson or Dorian Finney-Smith? you'd probably rather it be Justin Jackson. And so as you start looking at this, this team is going to be impossible to defend, but do we have enough rebounding and defense? And that's why DeLon Wright, offensively at times, he might even look like Sean Marion cutting and stuff. He can be a secondary ball handler too, but that looks like what your starting lineup is because it's impossible to defend. So who does that leave out? The guys that are, I'm, as I'm looking at all this on the outside looking in right now are Berea and... Uh, Boban, 
You know, I think Boban's kind of a role player anyways, a better version of Sala, We're going for with Boban? Well, I'm just saying I don't know that he's going to play that no, much. No, we're going with Boban. It's not Boban. Uh, I, I was calling him Boban because I, I like that. I call him uh, Boba Fett. Boban's Boba easier to say. Boban's easier to say, but everyone else is calling him Boban. And I, I like saying Boban. It's fun to say. Boban's funny. He, yeah. he should His first name should be like Boban Boobin. Boobin Boban. Oh, yeah. I mean, be... he could have come up with a like, doubled it up. His parents could have done that. I think that would have been nice. No one wants to say Marjanovic. I mean, who wants to say no. that? But he's he's more than uh, a bit guy, right? Like, he can he's, play. He can play. He, he just, just... He, you know, in the modern NBA, you don't want to get a guy like that out in space defensively. But he's a pretty good shooter. He's a really good passer. And he's obviously, if he's within five feet of the rim, he dunks it flat-footed. And he's the ultimate chemistry guy. Like, they everybody loves him. They love yeah. that guy. Yeah. So, anyways, it's fun, and I think you have a chance to kind of see what it's going to look like if you want to go to that open practice wow. on Saturday. Nice. I think this is a really fun team, guys. Okay, if if, uh, if if Mavs players were stocks and you could buy a stock right now low and then based on at the end of the season how the whole fan base feels about a player, whose stock will rise the most from this point to the end of the season? In other words, who's going to shine and surprise people? I think the guy who's going to surprise people the most because he's going to have the opportunity to do it is going to be Justin Jackson. And I think everyone's going to go, wow, I can't believe we got that in that Harrison Barnes trade. It's almost like getting Dwight Powell in the Rondo trade. I think, you know, he's, he won at a high level at North Carolina. He was a first-round pick. He's put on 20 pounds of muscle. He has a specific role. And I'm just, I keep saying this, when you have two studs, and you have two bona fide studs, I think two top 30 players in the whole league, then guys that are pretty good become really good, and Justin Jackson's going to have a chance to be a really good player here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. My Mavs pants are going crazy. Mm, uh, all right, hey, we are at Pluckers in Addison. We got some G-Bag Tolo flags. Do we still have them, Big Dong Jeremy and Steven? I just like to ask. I like. <laughs> oh man, well, why did Stephen get lumped in that? <laughs> I like, it's a great drop. But yeah. Stephen Rodriguez is our number one ranked promo Jedi. Oh my God! What about uh, some others? No, he's number one. Uh, <laughs> some others <laughs> couldn't come up with a name. Coming name up next, guy. live from Pluckers and Addison. It's the Power Hour, the best hour of radio we've ever done. Next, starting with Dallas Cowboys football, looking at Aaron Rodgers and what the Cowboys are going up against Sunday. That's next, live from Pluckers and Addison on 105.3 The Firm. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.